Welcome to Game Changers Podcast for our latest episode. I'm Jack Fury alongside Joe Marinacci and Kyle Hespler. I'm here to get you up to date on another wonderful week in sports. In the NBA, it was an action-packed all-star weekend from Cleveland. Cade Cunningham delivered in the new format Rising Stars Games, taking home MVP. The Cavaliers trio took home the title in the newly designed Skills Challenge. Carl Anthony Towns, self-proclaimed best big man shooter in league history. That's up for debate. I think it's still Dirk Nowitzki. But he won the three-point contest after lighting it up. Knicks Obi Topin, the high-flying forward who played for the Dayton Flyers down the road, outperformed the competition, securing the crown. And then unconscious, unflappable, uncontainable Steph Curry took home All-Star Game MVP. The man hit 16 threes. You name it, he was hitting it. Turn around before the makes. Pizzazz, swagger, Steph. 50-piece for the greatest three-point shooter this earth has ever seen to help lead LeBron to another win. He's 5-0 as All-Star Game captain. At the Genesis Invitational hosted by Tiger Woods, it was the great play of Joaquin Neiman who outshined the competition. Record-breaking 18-hole, 36-hole, and 54-hole scores helped set the pace and give him a comfortable lead. And a chip-in hole-out at the par-5 11th seemed to separate him from the field, but young guns Colin Morikawa and rookie Cameron Young kept pace for most of the afternoon, including closing the lead to just two with two to play. But the young Chilean secures his second win on the PGA Tour. In other golf news, the Super Golf League, backed by Greg Norman, that had jeopardized the PGA Tour recently, is on thin ice after Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, and even Phil Mickelson were the latest to publicly pledge their allegiance to the PGA Tour. Rory McIlroy and Justin Thomas spearheaded their harsh words towards Phil Mickelson, as well as some of his sponsors pulling out, which led to his switch up. In soccer, the U.S. women's national team reached a $24 million settlement on the equal pay dispute. And while they won on the court, they also played on the field. They tied Czech Republic before defeating New Zealand 5-0 in the She Believes Cup. Crazy, strange, and even preposterous was Michaela Moore of New Zealand, who accidentally had a hat trick of own goals in the first 40 minutes of the game. And in men's soccer, the first leg of the UEFA Champions League round of 16 is underway. Manchester United plays against Atletico Madrid today on CBS as Cristiano Ronaldo looks to keep his reign of terror over the Spanish side. Christian Pulisic netted a goal to give Chelsea a 2-0 advantage over Lille, while Mbappe scored for PSG and Manchester City dismantled an inferior sporting Lisbon 5-0, all those in the first leg of that round of 16 matchup. And last but not least, college basketball news. The season is dwindling down with just three weeks until Selection Sunday and March Madness. I'll pass it over to Kyle for the Hespler highlights and an update on college basketball. Thanks, Jack. Uh, Crazy week again in college basketball. Uh, A lot of teams going down. Um, We went over some teams last week, overrated, underrated. We'll talk about that in a minute, but I'm just going to give you a recap of some of the games. Texas Tech brought the crowd to Austin, and the Red Raiders survived a late push by Texas. So that's beating them twice this year. Uh, Chris Beard and Longhorns uh, fall 61-55. to Texas Tech continues to impress me. They continue to win. Um, they are one of the top teams in the nation, can make a run in the tournament. Auburn stunned again as the Tigers lose to the Florida Gators 63-62. Uh, in a close one. A much-needed win by Florida, as I say, at 17-10. Although they did lose last night to Arkansas, so we'll see how they uh, finish out their season. 
the Fighting Illini took down 19th-ranked Michigan State, who I last week said is terrible, and now they're on a two-game losing streak, uh, losing to Iowa as well. The Spartans are trending in the wrong direction as they lost Tuesday like, badly to the surging Iowa Hawkeyes, like I just mentioned, um, who knocked off Ohio State also over the weekend. Kentucky avenged a midweek loss to Tennessee with an incredible second-half push against Alabama. Another solid top 25 win at home for the Wildcats. For Tennessee, they fell to Arkansas over the weekends, and the Razorbacks channeling 1994 as they start to ride momentum into March. Arizona stormed back to defeat the Oregon Ducks 84-81 on Saturday night as they continue their strong campaign in Pac-12, looking to clinch their conference. And I think Arizona has a strong case to uh, make a run in the tournament. Providence and Houston, two of my overrated teams from last week, barely survive as well as USC last weekend. And Juwan Howard turned into a Floyd May- Mayweather there for a second. What are your thoughts there on that, Joe, Michigan fan? Um, That's not a good look for Michigan, uh, not going to lie. You know, whether you like it or not, no matter how the game goes, you got to shake the other coach's hand at the end of the game. It's just out of respect. Um, and as a Michigan man, Michigan's kind of held to a high class, high standard. Um, I think it's just not a good look for them. Uh, I mean, I think they'll bounce back. I, I don't think this is like a big dent in this season, you know, going to hurt them that much. But I think it'll give them a little more motivation to do good in these last couple games, make the tournament. Hopefully, Juwan comes back for for a little push in the in March Madness. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, you can't punch a guy. I don't care if you're unhappy. I don't care if you even shake the other team's hand. I don't care if that's a bad look or whatever. If you felt like disrespected, then don't shake his hand. But you can't go all aggressive in Floyd Mayweather and just punch a dude or at least grab a guy in the face. Um, I know people say that Wisconsin's coach was at fault a little bit as well. Um, but you got to be the big man there and just not um, act like that. Um, obviously, Michigan had no chance to win the ball game. Um, it looked like they were pressing at the end of the game. So for Wisconsin to call a timeout, should they have? Probably not. Um, but if you're Michigan, you got to either back off and stop or they're going to play the game and they're going to call a timeout. So Exactly. that That's what I was thinking. I mean – getting into why they were actually upset in the first place. Howard was upset that he called the timeout. Well, then why are you pressing with 20 seconds left? Um, I'm pretty sure Wisconsin had all their subs in and you're pressing these kids that never play the game. Like if you're going to just, if you're going to get upset about him calling timeout, then don't press with 20 seconds left. But you know, that's just a different story. Um, yeah. Like that you got to shake their hands. But like you said, Fury, if, even if you don't shake your hand, you can't be slapping people. I mean, yeah, not I, a good luck. I mean, I, the thing like, is, what I don't understand is if you or I did that, we get arrested. And for him, it's a four game suspension. And as Joe said, he could probably come back in the NCAA tournament if they made it. I don't think they're going to make it. Um, but it's pretty crazy how, like, there's just a different precedence because. I don't know. He's famous, I guess. Yeah, that's that's what I was just going to say, too. It's like, that's like borderline assault. Like, if I'm just on the street and I just slap you, Jack, I mean, that's just... Yeah, it's that, unacceptable. You get arrested. So yeah. now he's just getting suspended for games. I mean, you can't be just slapping people out. All right, out whoa, whoa, whoa. Nowhere. You're all, like, singling out Jawan Howard. You know how many times we've seen people slap and hit people in the NBA and college basketball and everything else? Yeah. Slap also, this is way off topic, what? but back to that brawl, or not really a brawl, but the Jokic versus Morris 
Um, and the fact that Morris still hasn't come back, I mean, Jokic a big fella, and he really ruined that man's back. But um, that that's what you get yourself into, you know, when you when you start swinging and start getting in fights. Um, the big fellas come in and really end fights like that. So we'll see what happens going forward. I mean, Michigan's not gonna make the tournament anyway. They're trash, so we'll see. Doesn't matter. Anyway, yeah, yeah. For sure. how's NC State doing? Hey, Joe, it's all right. We had an off you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. so Kyle, um, let me hear your thoughts over the weekend, um, and then we'll get everyone else's opinions as well. Yeah, so um, just a couple things I wanted to point out. The, the overrated, underrated from last week that I uh, talked about, um, I was getting some, some, ba- some uh, you guys were judging me for it, some of them, and especially Joe wasn't liking my overrated teams. But I'm just going to go through some of the, the teams that struggled this weekend. All right, number 20, Texas. Lost to Texas Tech. Uh, Texas was my overrated team. Like I said, they can't put the ball in the hoop. Um, only scored 55 points. I mean, just a joke. And then just insane how I picked all these to be overrated. Tennessee, joke. They lost to Arkansas. Michigan State, joke. Lost to Illinois. And again, lost by 30 to Iowa last night. Auburn, another joke. Lost to Florida. And then Ohio State, sorry, Connor. I won't say a joke. They're still a good team, but they also lost to Iowa. Honestly, um, Kyle, um, the one thing about Ohio State, you've been adamant about them being a joke for a while. Um, so I'll give you that. I'll give you credit for that one. Since you yeah. said that like a month ago. Um, yeah. And obviously they haven't been playing well. But I think to Joe's point, um, in the Big Ten specifically, it's tough to win. Um, you look at some of the worst teams in the conference and they still compete. Um as mentioned, Michigan. Um, but it, I don't know. I feel like in, in conferences like that, if you lose a game, it's not a, not the end of the world. So Yeah, and yeah. the only thing I have to say that, I'll let you have your moment, Kyle, but at this point, I don't really know if losing to Arkansas is a bad loss. They've gone on a pretty good run lately, and, and they're in the top 25 now. So I don't know if losing to them is much of a joke at this point. No, I agree. I agree. But it's just... It's uh, pretty interesting how all my overrated teams lost. I'm just going to take my moment here. But also, two of my teams that I really don't like, Providence and Houston, they they both survived over the weekend. Uh, Providence with a one-point win over a terrible Butler team, just absolutely terrible. And then Houston barely survived with a two-point double overtime win against Wichita, also a pretty bad team. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see if these teams can prove me wrong. Um, you know, I'm, I'm rooting for them to do well. We'll see if they can uh, – do anything in the tournament, so I guess we'll see. Um, moving on to last night's game, our boys, Jack, UConn. Yeah, what a game. I'm just going to – I think wow. the Huskies might be back. Um, we thought they were back maybe last year, but I think the Huskies are back. I'm telling back you the crowd yesterday. Yeah. The crowd Jack, was insane. Let's hear what you got to say. Um, you were there at the game. Let's hear Yeah, the Huskies, um, from the tip, it was a sold-out crowd, and honestly, it was 16,000 strong at the XL Center. Um, I mean, the refs, what happened with Dan Hurley, I was not happy about that. Um, getting ejected, I mean, I, I understand he was probably jawing at him. He's got the facial. I mean, that man is is crazy on the sidelines. But getting the tech, the double tech was a little extra. Um, but I think the Huskies rode the crowd, kept them in the game. Um, I thought Villanova, they, they showed they're a top eight team because they came into a hostile environment and were making clutch shots after clutch shots. Um, but at the end of the game, it was – Kind of a choke, honestly. That inbound pass to Gillespie called jump ball. 
Um, and RJ Cole delivered both on offense with the with the right-handed finish, off-handed finish, and then the charge. Um, so you got to give it to UConn with a big-time win. Um, but again, I think Villanova proved themselves yesterday that they're one of the best teams in the country. Yeah, for sure, and huge win for UConn. Um, yeah, I, I know you said Auburn's an overrated team, um, but the Huskies now being the eighth-ranked Villanova and the third-ranked Auburn, um, so they got some pretty quality wins on their resume. Um, and and maybe they'll ride that momentum into March. We'll see what happens. Yeah, just like you said with the Auburn thing, um, I actually like Auburn as a team. I just think they're overrated in terms of where they're seated. I think they're more uh, at the latter half of the the top ten. But you know, that's they're they're still a top ten team. I'm not going to hate them. But yeah, um, for sure, UConn with UConn with a insane cover. Um, yeah, oh, they man. were minus minus two actually, and. Your boy had him at minus one and a half. Um, so an insane cover there to be down four with like 30 seconds. Take the charge with uh, like one second left and then Andre Jackson with that free throw. Yeah, um, that was huge. I, and he missed it. He was missing yeah. the second one on purpose. So it was like pretty yeah. wild. Um, I'm sure the, the minus two betters were not happy about that missed free throw. But, true. But um, Vegas, they know what they're doing. I don't know how, yeah. but they put a minus two line on the dot for UConn, and what happens? They win by two points. Um, so yeah. that's why you better be careful when you bet, because those boys know what they're doing more than we do. <laughs> that's for sure. They got the data. But, um, yeah, that's it for me. I'm going to pass it off to Joe to talk about some of the rest of the, the games this week. What do you got, Joey? Yeah, so tonight, big game, number seven, Duke, going to Virginia. Um, I talked about this in our last episode i think virginia is going to pull out the win here but i think it'll be a really good game to watch uh xavier going into number 11 providence it's going to be a tough one um xavier was ranked now out of the top 25 and providence like you said kyle i i saw some hope for them but they really struggled uh over the weekend so i think we'll see another good game there in the in the big east yeah for sure um i think one thing with xavier uh, last year and this year, they've really started out hot. Um, we're in the top 25, as you mentioned. And then at the end of the season, they seem to fall off. Um, so this is a big game for their confidence and a big game for their resume to boost themselves. Um, and Providence actually has a chance, I believe, to win the conference today um, after UConn's win over Villanova yesterday. So, Yeah, talking about resume boosting, on the flip side, making sure they don't really hurt their resume. Uh, number 20, Texas. Playing TCU tonight, um, another in-state game. It's going to be a little tough one for Texas, but they need to pull out a win here. Um, and if they don't, it could really hurt their seeding in the tournament. Um, and then looking ahead to this weekend, Saturday, we got a great matchup. Number three, Auburn, playing number 17, Tennessee. Um, number six, Kentucky, playing number 18, Arkansas. Um, number five, Kansas, playing number 10, Baylor. And then number one, Gonzaga, playing number 23, St. Mary's. All top 25 matchups. going to be a really good weekend of college basketball. Yeah, I mean, the fact that there's four top 25 matchups, um, it seems like every week there's a lot of good games. Um, I have to say that Kansas versus Baylor game um, is the most intriguing to me. I feel like um, Baylor, like as you guys have said, seems to be underrated. Uh, are overrated, sorry, um, but I think they're one of the best teams in the country, and I think they'll be able to prove themselves against Kansas. I know we had a pick them a couple of weeks ago, um, and both Kyle and I picked Kansas at home, obviously, because Fog Allen, it's almost impossible to win on the road. 
Um, but I think Baylor got a good chance to kind of mount that comeback in the in the conference and boost their resume late to probably get a one or two seed um, on the win over Kansas. Yeah, quick question for you too. Who do you think this is a bigger game for this weekend, Auburn or Tennessee? I think personally it's a bigger deal for Tennessee. I think Auburn, um, they have three losses. They're solidified as probably a top two seed. Um, obviously, if they win, they'll probably get the number one. But um, a two seed or a one seed is not the end of the deal for Tennessee. They're trying to get um, in the top half of the bracket with a top four seed. Um, and a loss to Auburn is not going to help that. I know Auburn's a good team, and it won't hurt their resume too much. Um, but that's the kind of win you need um, to get a top four seed. Yeah, I'll agree with you, Fury. Uh, you hit all the points there. So I think, yeah, Auburn's got the one or two seed locked up probably. So Tennessee's fighting for, you know, better seeding here at this point. So bigger game for them. Yeah, and talking about seeding, actually, um, on Saturday, CBS came out, or the NCAA um, committee came out with their top 16 seeds, um, top four seeds in each region. I'm going to go over them quickly. I know stuff has changed since then with upsets and wins and losses. But um, as of Saturday night, it was Gonzaga, the number one in the West, Auburn in the Midwest, Arizona in the South, and Kansas in the East. The two seeds were Baylor, Kentucky, Purdue, and Duke. Three seeds, Villanova, Texas Tech, Tennessee, and Illinois. And the four seeds were Wisconsin, UCLA, Providence, and Texas. Um, I know that was a quick rundown through those teams. Um, but what type of teams do you think will stay in that top 16 um, and what teams maybe drop off? And, and who do you like um, in that top 16 seeding? Um, I think you kind of, as you just mentioned before, I think this Kansas-Baylor game is really going to alter that. Um, if Baylor wins, I think they'll jump up a little and Kansas will drop out of that number one, over, uh, number one seed. Um, and vice versa, I think if Kansas wins this game, they'll solidify their number one seed. Um, and Baylor will really drop a little after a couple of bad, a uh, couple losses as of late. Yeah, I think um, just analyzing it quickly, just looking at it, it looks like um, Auburn is and Kentucky are fighting for one, probably number one seed, and Kansas and Baylor are fighting for the other. Um, just because they're in conference, like two are in the SEC and two are in the Big Twelve, I think they'll try to avoid putting both from the same conference. So I think again. Um, that Baylor-Kansas game, as you just mentioned, is going to be huge for kind of, I think, the Big 12 representative of the number one seeds. And then obviously Auburn or, and Kentucky out of the SEC. I think whoever um, plays better down the stretch. So I think that Tennessee game um, might be impactful um, for Auburn in terms of that one seed. I think the rankings are uh, pretty accurate as of right now. Like you said, Jack, Kentucky or Auburn, um, whoever finishes the stretch out here. Um, I think Texas Tech should be a little higher, and maybe after this week they will. Um, they just continue to win, and I, they're just one of the top teams in the nation. I don't know why they're still at um, barely cracking the top ten. Um, but we'll see if they um, can get into a two seed. You know, they're at the they're at about three seed, correct, uh, right now. So yep, correct. Um, we'll see if they can get into a top two seed. Um, we know we all know seeding matters in uh, insane. Uh, a lot in the in the tournament so going from a three to two seed is, is pretty big so i think texas tech is right on, on the border of two seeds so they're um, one of my favorite teams that i think should should move up a bit um texas at 16 um 
top, or I guess a four seed in the tournament. I, I don't know if they'll they'll keep that. I think they're probably going to fall a little bit. Um, so we'll see what happens with them. Yeah, but, I mean, they they just they just lost um, over the weekend. I think to, yeah to Texas Tech. Um, so these rankings were before then, so they're probably dropping out. Um, based yep. on based according to CBS, it says Houston, Alabama, and Ohio State were also considered. Um, by the committee for the number four seed line. Um, but again, they all lost, except for Houston, who kind of um, struggled down the stretch. So there's a few other teams outside the top 16 that I think have a chance to jump in. Um, and those teams, I believe, include USC, which you guys all liked. Um, I think also UConn, after that win against um, Villanova yesterday, they really put themselves in a chance to get in. They're currently ranked 21st in the country. Um, and obviously with a couple of good wins down the stretch could, could potentially get into that top 16, um, with the number four seed, obviously they might need some help from some of these other teams. Um, but they, they, they delivered when they needed to. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we've seen before, it doesn't matter what seed UConn is. They could be really, really sneaky in the tournament and they can make a good run winning it a few years back at the number seven seed. Um, they'll. They're, they're going to be dangerous this year. I have a feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I think um a, a lot of these teams, like, you don't want to play, like, a UConn-type team because they're, they're tough. I mean, they, they play solid defense. Um, and, and their problem is offense. I think that we d- discussed that last week um, with Texas and how they can't put the ball in the hoop. Um, and I think that's going to come back to backfire a lot of these teams. Um, however, you don't want to play that gritty defensive-minded basketball team. Um, I think that's why Villanova through the years has been solid. They um they play good, they play smart offense, um, and they play gritty defense, and that's why they're um always a perennial top top ten team. It seems like recently. Quick question for you guys before we wrap it up. Um, right now, I think in some brackets they project Rutgers as an eleven seed. Do you see that changing at all? You see them moving up, and if so, how far do you see them moving up coming down the stretch? Yeah, yeah, so I'm just going to look up Rutgers' schedule right now just to see who they have down the stretch. Um, I know we talked about last week they were one of my underrated teams just because they beat four straight top 25 teams. Um, but they do have some really bad losses outside of the conference, which is not going to help them. Um, but I'm, I'm going to take a look at their schedule and let, let Kyle say what he needs to say. Yeah, um, yeah, like Jack said, Rutgers last week we talked about as an underrated team. Um yeah, and, I mean, you, you have those good wins, the four top 25 wins in a row. But, yeah, you have some terrible losses. I think 11 is a little high, honestly, um, or a little low, I mean. I think they could, you know, crack the top 10, be, you know, 8-9. We'll see, depending on what they finish out with. But um, And then, obviously, if they can make a run in the Big Ten tournament, that would be huge for them. I think 11 is uh, a little too low for them, though, just because of the fact that they did beat really, some really good teams. Yeah, so I looked at the. I'm looking at their schedule right now, um, and down the stretch, their final four games of the regular season include Michigan, Wisconsin, Indiana, and Penn State. Um, obviously, they can get the resume boosting win with Wisconsin, but I think losses to either Michigan or Penn State. I think Indiana um, is a little bit better, but those two losses, if you lose to one of those, that's going to kill um, any chance to really. Um, that's like a negative. And rather than a positive. So I think that yeah. Rutgers is definitely in, in some trouble. I also think it was Rutgers, but if they were to make the NCAA tournament, they would have had like the worst net ranking um, since 
it's been a thing. So um, that's obviously not on their side. Another comment just about the rankings in general. Um, looking at the top 25, we see Murray State at 19. Um, I guess they're probably considered to be a top four seed, which I think is just, I mean, if you're if you're playing in the tournament, would you ever play Murray State or UConn? I mean, I don't think that's even a question. Obviously, Murray State has a good record, but I mean, they're playing a terrible conference, so I just think that would be unfair if Murray State somehow cracks the top four seeds. Yeah, but, I think um, Murray State's more on like the seven or eight line, honestly. Like, I know they're top 25 in the country, um, but they don't have the respect just because they're out of... I think like the Ohio Valley Conference, um, and I, I think to your point, you're right. Like you don't want to play um, one of these teams out of the Big Ten, Big East, um, obviously the Power Conferences, because those teams um, are battle tested. I think that goes back to the argument with Gonzaga. Um, I personally think Gonzaga is one of the best teams in the country, um, but if you look at like a Purdue, um, they have five losses on the season. I think it is. Um, but imagine like they, they play against the Maryland's and the Michigans of the world and they're easy games while the tough game for Purdue is against, or for Gonzaga is against Santa Clara and St. Mary's. Um, so clearly that's a different type of competition. Um, and back to Rutgers, they're currently 80th in the net ranking. Um, which again, I believe would be one of the highest, if not the highest to ever make the NCAA tournament as at large bid. Um, so they would really need to boost that in their last four games, which I don't think they can really do. Um, so again, I think they're in a tough spot. I'm going to need to really win down the stretch, um, to solidify their spot into the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Last comment and I'll hand it over to Joe to finish this up, but, um, just one team I want to highlight Iowa. Um, I've been watching them for a while. There's a lot, a lot of games this year and I like them. They're, they're a solid team. Um, and obviously we know last year they were pretty good. Um, they seem to they seem to do good every year, but um, Keegan Murray, I don't know, he's kind of going yeah, on the radar. Yeah, sophomore. Oh, about him, yeah. But his last like six games right here, I'll, I'll tell you his points: 28, 24, 23, 37, 30, 24, and twenty one. I mean, he's just been putting up numbers, and having a guy like that that can score the rock in come March, those are the teams I like. Um, which, like we were saying with UConn, I don't know if they have that guy. I know they have Sonogo, but. And R.J. Cole is pretty solid, but he's no Kemba Walker or Shabazz. So that's why I kind of like the teams like um, that have Boncaro or um, uh, Ivy on Purdue. Uh, I like those teams that have those guards that can put the, put the ball in the hoop. So I'm just going to give my quick Final Four prediction, and I'll hand it off to Joe. Um, I, think, I think I got Gonzaga, Arizona, um, Purdue, and Kentucky in the Final Four. That's my prediction right now. But, yeah, what do you got, Joe? Um, I like the Gonzaga pick. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Gonzaga, Texas Tech, Auburn, oof, and I'm going to throw my, my Big Ten school Purdue in there. Yeah, I think Gonzaga, they're, they're a top team right now. They're one of the best in the country. Um, I think Kentucky, they're really solid. Um, Honestly, Kansas is pretty good, but I think Kansas Baylor, I don't know, one of those two probably. Um, and probably Villanova. I saw them yesterday. They're that good. They're that good of a basketball team. So that's my four. Um, obviously, we're all trying to pick the top one, two seeds, but um, you always got to be open for a Cinderella squad as well. So we'll see what happens down the stretch. Um, and back to Kyle's point for a second, um, in terms of Keegan Murray, I think the Big Ten – um, their stars this year are pretty impressive. Um, 
Kofi Cockburn, um, obviously, as you mentioned, Keegan Murray. Um, and then I, I can't get his name right now, but the guy from Wisconsin is playing real well as, as well. Um, Davis. Yeah, Davis. So they've got a few guys out there that are real stars. Um, I think based off of what you just said with those point totals, uh, Keegan Murray is probably going to get the uh, player of the year, which is impressive because Luca Garza um, last year. So back-to-back -back from the Iowa Hawkeyes um, in that Big Ten Conference. Yeah, we'll see if he gets the player of the year. I mean, there's tons of good guys. Uh, Abaji on Kansas, uh, Shibway in Kentucky, uh, Davis on Wisconsin. There's players all over the place, so we'll see who gets that. It's going to be interesting in the next couple weeks. Well, a lot of college basketball discussion, and again, as I mentioned before, just three weeks until um, Selection Sunday. We got conference tournaments coming up, bids into the NCAA tournament. It's going to be insane, um, so stay tuned on our Instagram at game underscore changers underscore podcast. Um, but that's all for this episode. On behalf of Kyle and Joe, this is Jack Fury signing off.